0: my name is Arti. you're watching hw news welcome to south connect in this special weekly series we round up the most important news from the southern states of india let us start with karnataka first over the last few months communal tension is building up in the state of karnataka after the hizab and halal controversy several hindutwa outfits in the state had called for the boycott of muslim-led businesses recently a right-wing outfit in karnataka Ram sene had called for a boycott of muslim traders and businessmen. Pramod Muthalik, the head of the outfit, had appealed all the Hindus who celebrate Akshay Trithiya, which is an auspicious occasion to buy gold, to not purchase jewellery or gold from Muslim dwellers. Muthalik claimed that the money used to buy jewellery at Muslim-run shops will reach organizations working against Hindus based in Kerala and that money will help them commit more atrocities on Hindus in Kerala. He told people that on the upcoming occasion of Akshay Trithiya, buy jewellery only from shops owned by Hindus. The festival will be celebrated on May 3rd this year. However, a BJP MLC from the state has slammed the remarks and asked the government to take action against such extra-constitutional forces calling for boycotts based on religion. BJP leader and MLC A. H. Vishwanath speaking to reporters asked, Is this Pramod Muthalik's government, RSS or VHP's government? The government should be for the people. Is it Muthalik who runs the government? In that case, it would be a disgrace to democracy. He also urged Chief Minister of the State Basavraj Bombay to intervene and take action against these groups, adding that they should be put on trial. In another news from the state, a controversy broke out over a school admission form as the school allegedly asked the students to carry a Bible to the school. A right-wing outfit, the Hindu Janajagriti Samiti, created a ruckus over class 11 admission in Clarence School, which stated, and I quote, You affirm that your child will attend all the classes including morning assembly scripture class and clubs for his or her own moral and spiritual welfare, and will not object to carry the Bible and hymn book during his or her stay at the Clarence High School. The group claimed that the school violated and misused Article 25 of the Constitution, which deals with freedom of religion. While the admission form led to a controversy and several Hindu groups protested against it, the alumni of the school backed the institution. They said that it was a practice followed by the school for years now. The management, however, cleared that at the time of inception, the school was Christian-only school 100 years back. The rules were introduced then. Even today, there are 75% Christian students in the school. Furthermore, carrying Bible is not compulsory now. It said that the institution does not teach the Bible as a subject, but rather teaches a moral education class using stories from the Bible. Further, the principal of the school pointed out that moral education class was not compulsory for non Christian students, and while there was an exam conducted for this class, it was not compulsory and would not affect students' final grades. The Karnataka government had previously announced that the Bhagavad Gita will be introduced in the state syllabus from next year. Amid the Bible row, Education Minister B.C. Nagesh had claimed that the Bible and the Quran are religious texts, but Bhagavad Gita is a book which speaks about values needed to lead life. Let's move on to the state of Kerala now. Malayalam actor-producer Vijay Babu was recently accused of sexual harassment by a female actor. The woman actor had filed a complaint with the police, who booked a case against Vijay Babu in Ernakulam. However, on April 26, he broke the law by revealing the actor's name during a Facebook Live video. A lookout notice has been issued by the police against Vijay Babu, who is charged under sections 376, which is sexual assault, section 506, which is criminal intimidation, and section 323, which is voluntarily causing hurt of the Indian Penal Code. The woman actor alleged, Sexual assault at the hands of Vijay Babu, accusing him of raping her multiple times in the past month after compelling her to be intoxicated. Vijay Babu has now approached the Kerala High Court seeking anticipatory bail in the case against him. In his petition submitted on Friday, Vijay Babu alleged that the woman aims to blackmail the petitioner, that is Vijay Babu, by simply filing the complaint alleging that the petitioner forcefully sexually assaulted her. In his petition to the High Court, the actor-producer alleged that this woman used to use his connections for roles in Malayalam films and that her allegations are completely false. In her statement, however, the woman had alleged that Vijay had raped her and abused her physically and emotionally for about a month. However, now another woman who was allegedly sexually assaulted by Vijay Babu has come on record on the condition of anonymity. The woman said that she had approached him to collaborate for a project in November 2021. However, about 20 minutes into discussing the project, Vijay Babu allegedly leaned in to kiss her without her consent. In another news from the state, Ramdev Baba's Patanjali might find itself in a trouble in the state. Dr. K.V. Babu, a Kanul-based ophthalmologist, recently lodged a complaint against three advertisements published by the Patanjali Groups, which claimed their product cured diabetes. The doctor cited that they were breaching the Drugs and Magic Remedies Objectionable Advertisement Act 1954 and Rules 1955 and the Drugs and Cosmetics Act 1940. Following the complaint of the doctor, Ministry of Ayush has advised certain states to take necessary action against Baba Ramdev's Patanjali Ayurved for illegally promoting products that claim to cure diabetes, heart and liver diseases. State licensing authority has now been advised to take necessary action in this regard and sent a report to Ministry of Ayush. Let us now move on to the state of Tamil Nadu. In a horrific incident, at least 11 people were electrocuted and 15 others were injured during a religious procession held by a temple in Tamil Nadu. The accident occurred when the temple chariot came in contact with a high-transmission live wire in Tanjavur district. Two children were among the dead. A case has been lodged and police have opened an investigation in this regard. According to eyewitness account, a generator which was powering the chariot got stuck on a curve in the road. While adjusting it, the top of the chariot came in contact with the high-voltage wire. Generally, a high-voltage line along the procession route is normally turned off. But this time, the supply was not cut because the chariot was not tall enough to touch the power lines. However, decorations on it increased its height and it came into contact with the live wire. Eyewitnesses said the toll could have been much higher if it had not been for a puddle of water on the road. Around 50 devotees walking alongside the chariot had stepped aside mere seconds earlier to avoid it. Tamil Nadu Chief Minister M.K. Stalin has now announced financial assistance of 5 lakh rupees for the families of those killed in the accident and the central government has also promised assistance of 2 lakh rupees to the families of the dead. Let's move on to another news from the state. There is much debate going on over the taxes levied on petrol and diesel. PM Modi this week during a COVID review meeting said that some states have yet not reduced the taxes of petrol and diesel and it is injustice to the citizens of the state. He named and shamed certain states, mostly those ruled by the opposition, and said that while they refuse to reduce taxes, other states most of them bjp ruled were taking a cut in revenue since reducing the taxes on fuel however several opposition state chief ministers have hit back accusing prime minister modi of misrepresenting the situation we have in a separate video spoken about this today however we will talk about the response of tamil nadu finance minister p thiyagarajan ptr reacting to pm modi's claim said that tamil nadu had reduced the vat on petrol back in august 2021 prior to the union government's action and this had resulted in a relief of 3 rupees per litre to the citizens of the state. He said it was estimated that the state government would incur a loss of 1,160 crore rupees annually due to this reduction. Yet this was done despite the financial strain inherited from the previous government to reduce the burden on the people. PTR explained that in 2020 and 2021, the revenue to the union government from levies on petrol and diesel was about 3,89,622 crore rupees, which was 63% higher than the revenue of 2,39,452 crore rupees in 2019-20. On the other hand, the government of Tamil Nadu in 2020-2021 received only 837.75 crore rupees as share of tax devolution from the union excise duties on petrol and diesel as against 1,163 crore rupees received in 2019-20. He also pointed out at the petrol and diesel prices before and after the cut was introduced by the center and said that when compared to 2014 when basic price was roughly the same the union government still levies an additional tax of 18.42 rupees per liter of petrol which is an increase of roughly 200% and 18 rupees 23 paise per liter for diesel which is an increase of over 500% Now, let us move on to the state of Andhra Pradesh and Telangana. The two neighbouring states of Andhra Pradesh and Telangana are sparring with each other. Apparently, a remark made by Telangana Minister KT Ramarau has not gone down well with Andhra Chief Minister Jagan Mohan Reddy. KTR apparently commented on the state's infrastructure while comparing it with the neighbouring state which was apparently terrible due to power cuts, poor roads and lack of water. Speaking at an event held by Confederation of Real Estate Developers Association on Friday in Hyderabad, the minister, while promoting Hyderabad city, said that only when people visit other places will they appreciate our city. He said that recently, one of his friends went to his native village in neighbouring state of Andhra Pradesh and after returning from there, he called him up and suggested that he should arrange buses so that people from every village will visit other states. Only then will they realize the pathetic conditions existing in other states and they will value the state government in Telangana and the government's works. Quoting his friend, the minister said that there was no power, water facility and that the roads were terrible in Andhra Pradesh. The minister's comments did not go down well with the Jagan government which is already striving to salvage its reputation over long power cuts in the state due to acute shortage of coal. A battery of ministers including Botsa Satyanarayana, Jogi Ramesh, Rosa and YSRCP MLAs were quick to condemn KTR's remarks. Education Minister Botsa Satyanarayana said that KTR's comments were unwarranted. He claimed that he had just returned from Hyderabad and alleged that there was no power at his place there too. Housing Minister Jogi Ramesh claimed that Andhra Pradesh is witnessing a revolutionary change under Chief Minister Rivai's Jagad Mohan Reddy in terms of social change and social justice due to various welfare schemes. Meanwhile, after facing a backlash, Minister KTR later, through Twitter, expressed that his remarks were innocuous. Well, that's all for this episode of South Connect. Do let us know what you think about this in the comment box below. For more news and updates, you can log on to www.shwnews.in.